Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, celebrating the 2020-2021 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class. This podcast is presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. I'm author and oral historian Jackson Michael. In this episode, we celebrate the 2020-2021 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class. The ceremony was held on August 28th, 2021 at the base at the Extracto Events Center in Waco and featured inductees of the 2020 and 2021 class of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And that group marked the 60th class of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Inductees included three track and field stars, Francie LaRue Smith, Michelle Carter, and Leroy Burrell, basketball legends, Teresa Weatherspoon and Sophia Young Malcolm, and football greats Demarcus Ware, Derek Johnson, Charlie Waters, and Shane Leckler. Long distance runner Francie LaRue Smith was the first woman in history to run a mile in under four and a half minutes. She spoke about how she accomplished that and how she started in track. Actually, at the time that I ran a sub-430 mile, I was just trying to run fast, and that happened. All I can say is part of what I'm going to talk about tonight is that when I was a little girl in the 60s, and I had an older brother who was an Olympian and hounded my parents until they found an outlet for me to be able to participate in the sport. And from the very get-go, I wanted to go to the Olympics and do the best that I could and represent the USA. And that was always my goal from the very start. LaRue Smith represented the United States in track and field in five different Olympics. The first was the 1972 Olympics, and her final Olympic Games were in 1992. She also was the flag bearer for the United States at the opening of the 1992 Olympics. She discussed how she stayed at the top of her sport for so long. The longest race in the Olympics when I began running was 800 meters. They added the 1500. I ran the first ever 1500. I ran the first ever 10K in the Olympics. So the events changed and my opportunities changed and and, uh, one thing led to another and all of a sudden 1992 rolls around and I'm 40 years old. After her long-standing Olympic career came to a close, LaRue Smith found a new place within the sport. She coached track at Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas for two decades. When I was growing up in high school, I recall always knowing that I would be a teacher and a coach. Um, I think the teaching part of it, I realized after I um, finished my career that I was footloose, fancy free far too many years to be in a classroom all day. So the coaching part of it was a natural. I went back to, I went to the University of Texas, earned my master's degree so that I could coach at the college level. And uh, fortunately for me, um, Southwestern University was, was there for me, hired me, and it was a good fit. It's a Division three school. I found a home at Southwestern and stayed there for 20 years. 
NFL punter Shane Leckler grew up in the small town of East Bernard, Texas, with a population of under 3,000. Leckler said the community greatly supported high school athletics. It was a small town, but it was a large family. I knew everyone in town, and it was one of those times where the support was immaculate. I mean, every Friday night, the entire town went to the games. If it was a away game, everybody was there. And growing up and playing those sports there and, and understanding what pride for a town was. Entering the 2021 season, Shane Leckler owns the all-time NFL record for yards per punt at 47.6 yards per punt. He originally went to Texas A&M as a quarterback for head coach R.C. Slocum, and he also wanted to play baseball. Leckler talked about an injury he suffered playing quarterback and a meeting with Coach Slocum that changed the course of Leckler's athletic career. Going into that next year, Brandon Stewart transfers in from Tennessee, so everybody's kind of fighting for the job, and I get hurt. Playing quarterback, tear my quad on my kicking leg, and I was like, oh no, this should not. This is bad right here. Probably one of the best and worst meetings I've ever had was about three days after I got hurt. And RC pulled me in the office and he said, your quarterback stuff is done. If you want to punt and you take this on, you can do it for a long time. I did not know he meant for 18 years in the National Football League. <laughs> but, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see or he saw something I didn't want to see because I wanted to still play quarterback. That was a cool position. Now I'm 18 years in, punting's not so bad. You can hear more about Coach Slocum in the R.C. Slocum episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Not only does Shane Leckler own the NFL career record for most yards per punt, his 51.1 yard average in 2009 is the second highest in NFL history. The single season record of 51.4 yards per punt was set in 1940 by another member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the legendary Sammy Baugh. Leckler spoke about fellow Texas Sports Hall of Famer slinging Sammy. I chased Sammy's records for a long time. Um, you know, and it, and it was, it was kind of cool. I got to meet him one time briefly. And I really, you know, at the time, it wasn't a time to sit down and talk with Sammy Baugh. I mean, he's Sammy Baugh. You know, you, you don't really have that luxury of just sitting down for a long time. I wish I could have sat there for a couple hours and talked to him. But I chased his records and chased him and chased him and chased him. And then I chased his single season record forever and I almost got it. And I ended up second behind him on the single season. But, you know, if you're second to Sammy Ball, you're doing something. Olympic shot putter Michelle Carter is one of the greatest shot putters in American history and holds the American Olympic record in the event. Her father, Michael Carter, is also one of our country's greatest shot putters and has held the high school shot putt record since 1979. He also played pro football for the San Francisco 49ers and won a silver medal in the Olympics for the shot putt. In 2021, the Carters became the first father-daughter combo in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. It's special because you don't really hear too many father-daughter combos where daughters follow in their father's footsteps, especially in a sport like shot put. Many girls don't want to throw the shot put, but it's also when you're able to um, live life and the thing that you are actually created to do finds you and you enjoy it and you actually get to go out there and do it and be your very best and you just never know where it's going to take you.
Michelle said that her father served as her coach for her entire career. Since my dad played in the NFL and he's this Olympic athlete, everybody assumed like, oh, I'm automatically going to do what he did. But he was just my dad. So he never mentioned anything to me about track and field until I came to him with the permission to like, hey, dad, can I try out? And he's looking at me like, who told you to try out? I'm like, well, I, they asked, I'm interested. Can I just try and see? And he told me that day, he said, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I'm just looking at him like, okay, like, can you sign my permission slip though? <laughs> and so, um, and from that day on, he told me that he was going to become my coach. If I was going to do this, that he wanted to make sure that I learned how to do it right. And from that day on, he has been my coach and my father for the, my whole career. And he still is today. So I, I only see him as my dad. Carter now has a foundation named You Throw Girl aimed at building the confidence of middle and high school girls involved in athletics. My Youth Throw Girls Sports Confidence Campus account for female athletes from grades 6th through 12th grade. And what we do is I really focus on building confidence in who they are as young women because I believe that they are young women first and them being the athletes like icing on top of the cake. DeMarcus Ware stands as the Dallas Cowboys' all-time record holder for sacks. He was asked about how he achieved greatness in the NFL, and he answered that it was about putting others first, and that remains a constant in his life, even off the football field. I think it was putting myself second to make someone else feel first to create monumental change. And that goes to my family. I mean, my wife right there, my son and daughter. I go back and I look. It's almost like I'm looking at them on the sideline. I'm still playing a game right now but I see them looking at me and I'm performing. I'm performing and I'm doing the best that I can sitting up here speaking. When I was on the football field, I did the same thing, looking at them and saying, if I let them down, I let myself down. But if I put them first, I can create change from what I do and, uh, and just propel to do something great. And so that's what's been my, my force. The Dick Butkus Award was first given out to the best college linebacker in the country. In 2008, the award expanded and was also given out to the best pro linebacker. Ware won that first award and won the award again in 2011. He spoke about winning the Dick Butkus Award. Being able to get that award not just one time, but being able to get it twice, it lets me know how hard work and dedicated I was uh, to the sport. And for him, he's one of those guys that he don't just give the award away, right? He's a no-nonsense guy, and being able to receive something like that from him let me know that I was doing the right things. And uh, it, it was really cool, and I, uh, I have that right in the front of my room right now, so when I walk by to let myself know that, hey, be serious when you leave the house, that's how I live my life. Where won Super Bowl 50 as a member of the Denver Broncos, he registered two sacks on Panthers quarterback Cam Newton that day, he spoke about a special moment in the locker room after the game. I think one of the things as an athlete, you want to be a champion, Olympic gold medalist, uh, just to be one of those things. And for me to hoist that trophy up, I was one of those guys that I really wanted to stay back in the shadows, but I was a worker. And I remember all the guys hoisting up the trophy, but I didn't touch it. And the moment for me that really told me that I have arrived is when I walked into the locker room and the trophy was sitting there in the locker room, right in my locker. It was quiet. 
Nobody was in there. And so when I walked in, I looked around just like this, like, what's, what's going on? And so when I grabbed that trophy, it was like, boom. I mean, I'm getting chills right now just even thinking about it. But when I picked that trophy up, that was that moment. That was that achievement. And it was solo. The way I've always lived my life solo, meaning mentally, and what I did. But that was like my solo time to myself and that achievement that I needed. When we return, we'll hear stories from the rest of the 2020-2021 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. This is Cliff Harris, free safety for the Dallas Cowboys. You're listening to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Enjoy it. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll also enjoy the Fairfield Inn & Suites free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, make the Fairfield Inn and Suites Waco North your home base on the road. Welcome back to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites Waco North. Derek Johnson played linebacker at the University of Texas before a 14-year NFL career, mostly with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the all-time leading tackler in Chiefs history. He said that the blueprint to his success came through his family. Usually football players, you try to mimic your uh, game or, or, or copy your game or get somebody on TV that you watch over the years to motivate you. But you know what? The fortunate thing with me... My motivation was right in my house, you know, with my mom being a school teacher for over 40 years. The things she instilled in us as young kids, me being the youngest of four kids, it was awesome, man. Uh, I tell you what, uh, if, if you could come out of my household, you, you're a pretty good football player because my mom was tough on us, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But my brother, my older brother, he played uh, at Baylor and he played five years in the league. So I had not that my 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 way was easy, but I had a a, a blueprint on, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you conduct yourself. This is how you be a student athlete. And this is how you get to the league. I took it and ran with it. And I've been very blessed. Derek's brother, Dwight Johnson, was a defensive lineman for both the Eagles and the Giants in the NFL. Derek added that he has always been proud of being from Waco, the home of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Just being a Waco kid, man, this this community, I've always been a proud product of Waco wherever I go, knowing that this is my city and I try to represent it well, and not only on the field, but off the field. You know, a good character, being a person that has a good attitude, person that gives back, that reaches back. He said that overcoming the adversity of being benched during his fifth NFL season, helped him achieve all-pro status in the league. 
I didn't have the Pro Bowl status and all pro seasons until I got benched my fifth year in the league, which is crazy. That's, a, that's the time when I went through my adversity. And it, and it just showed me, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that my success came after I fought through adversity. See, if you can, if you can fight through something that, that doesn't favor you, you know, it, it has great, great benefits. So when I had that moment, that deciding factor, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to mildew a barbecue type of deal in, in my fifth year. And, I, and, you know, I barbecue for sure. You know, every <laughs> other year after that, uh, I made some kind of Pro Bowl status or some kind of All-Pro status, which was big time for me. Leroy Burrell won an Olympic gold medal in track and field, and he also set a number of world records during his career. He has been the head coach of the University of Houston's track team for over 20 years. He spoke about what the sport has provided for him. Everything that I have, you know, I owe to the sport. You know, when I was a kid, I really wanted to play baseball, but I'm blind in my right eye, and so I really couldn't hit and couldn't catch. And so, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty problematic when it comes to baseball. So, um, you know, so I, I happened upon track, and, uh, and through that, I was able to kind of find myself and got my education, met my wife, uh, and, and, and so, so I, I really do owe a lot to, to the sport, and, and I'm really grateful that the sport found me and I was able to, uh, to blossom and grow. He also spoke about the rewards of coaching. Where I am right now in life, it's all of the, uh, the really wonderful memories and the things that some of your former athletes bring back to you and tell you, you know, some of the things that they learned from you that you've probably forgotten because, you know, you've been around too long. Um, but, uh, you know, just the little things that, that they tell you, that it's, it's really rewarding. And when I first started, you know, I used to tell, tell my, my athletes all the time that I wanted you to uh, have an experience here uh, at the University of Houston that was worthwhile and, and that you, you wanted to come back and to, and to support. And uh, many of them have, uh, have done that. And so it's, it's just really rewarding that you were able to create an opportunity, you know, like I mentioned for myself, for some, from, for some of your uh, student athletes. And then they were able to, uh, you know, to learn and grow from it. And then you see them with their families and they're out there doing their thing. And it's just really rewarding to see that. Legendary Dallas Cowboys defensive back Charlie Waters won two Super Bowls with the Cowboys and made the Pro Bowl roster three times. However, he played quarterback and wide receiver in college at Clemson. He discussed the switch from offense to defense in the pros. I was a quarterback and a wide receiver all the way through high school and college. When I got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, they announced to me that I was going to be a defensive back. They asked me if I could run backwards, and I said, well, I think I can. And he said, well, we're going to draft you as a defensive back. And I've come to find out that one of the reasons why it worked out for me was because Coach Landry was also a quarterback wide receiver in college, turned defensive back into the pros, and he took me under his wing and taught me everything. And knowledge is Aladdin's lamp. I'm telling you, you can make great things happen if you think properly. Waters spoke about the culture Coach Landry created and the mindset that he instilled in his players. Coach Landry used to always say, hey, if you had a really good player for another team, He'd say he's a pro's pro. He didn't say he's a great player. He said he's a pro. And that's the way he wanted us to be. He wanted us to be professional athletes and taking into consideration all of the other components 
you have to believe in your coach's philosophy for sure, but you also had to have a burning desire to get better. And as a defensive player, and I shared this with DeMarcus today, defensive players don't ever think about the games that they played well. They always think about the games that we played poorly in or could have done better so you could improve yourself. Waters is best known for playing strong safety alongside teammate Cliff Harris, another Texas Sports Hall of Fame inductee who was on hand at the induction ceremony to support Waters. Charlie Waters spoke about the relationship he and Harris had both on and off the field. We hit it off when we were rookies. He was a long shot from Washita Baptist College, and I was a long shot quarterback, wide receiver, playing, you know, taking a shot at um, playing defense. I never made a tackle before. <laughs> and uh, so Cliff and I, we, we hit it off. We, we enjoyed being with each other off the field as well. We used to ride dirt bikes on our days off because football wasn't exciting enough for us. <laughs> we were just it wired. And uh, Cliff ended up as a f- rookie starting in the, in the lineup his first year. And, and because we were such good friends, by the time when I moved to strong safety and he was a free safety, we felt as though there were no holes in our defense. Baylor and WNBA star Sophia Young-Malcolm earned her spot in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame through legendary moments in both her pro and college career. She helped lead Baylor to the 2005 National Championship and was named the most outstanding player of the Final Four. She ended her college career as the Big 12's all-time leader in points, rebounds, and double-doubles. In the pros, she was named All-WNBA four times and hit a game-winning turnaround jump shot to win Game 2 of the 2008 Western Conference Finals. Young Malcolm rose from humble beginnings in the Grenadines, which is located in the Caribbean. I was born in 1983 in what many would consider a third world country, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. My mom had six of us kids. We lived in a one-room house that was separated by a curtain. We shared two beds and had to sleep sideways when our cousins came to visit. I didn't have running water in my home, so I would have to walk with a bucket to collect water to store in the house. I would have to run to the beach or to the river to take a bath before heading off to school. We didn't have electricity until I was about 13 years old. So clearly there were some challenges, but I had an okay childhood. She didn't play basketball until she was 15. She instead grew up playing a similar game called netball. There's no dribbling and you have to have very good hand-foot coordination. There's also no backboard, so you have to shoot without a backboard. So the transition from that into basketball, the only thing that I had to learn was dribbling and actually using a backboard to shoot a layup. Sophia Young-Malcolm was recently hired as Assistant Athletic Director for Player Development at Baylor. She spoke about her new role. I feel that I am I'm in my purpose. I feel that our young college athletes have so much that they should embrace in college, but don't take advantage of that. And for me to be here in this position, it's preparing them for life for whenever they do leave, something that they don't think about. I want to be able to make sure that they make the right connections while they are at Baylor. And and I feel at home here. WNBA legend, 
Teresa Weatherspoon grew up in Pineland, Texas, before starring at Louisiana Tech. She is widely recognized as one of the greatest players in WNBA history. Her famous buzzer beater against the Houston Comets is often regarded as one of the most unforgettable moments in league history. You can hear more about that shot in the Houston Comets episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. At the induction press conference, Weatherspoon was asked about what she was most proud of in her illustrious career. She responded with a humble answer. I think I'm just really proud of just having a career. Most importantly, uh, simply because of where I came from. came from a very small place of 882 people. Uh, I was a kid that I was told could never become. Uh, So I'm just extremely happy to have a career, most importantly. She then spoke about her approach to the game and her drive to inspire both on and off the court. I've played the game with a tremendous amount of passion and emotion all my life. I don't know any other way, but it comes from where I came from. The desire to want to, to become, to be, to be great, not good. And then to be a huge impact in the lives of our young people. Uh, to let them know it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter uh, what it is that you want to become. It's all about understanding your value and your worth and getting it done. Weatherspoon got into coaching after her WNBA playing career. She's currently an assistant with the NBA's New Orleans Pelicans. She said she coaches the same way she played, with passion and a love of the game. I coach the exact same way uh, that I played, simply because I don't know any other way. I don't know any other way. I love the game. I adore the game. I adore the gift that has been given, uh, and I believe it's my duty Uh, to pour into our young people uh, as we allow them to become who they want to become. So it's important that I, I show the passion, show that emotion, because sometimes it becomes contagious. Congratulations to all of the inductees of the 2020, 2021 Texas Sports Hall of Fame class. They are truly a tremendous group of legends. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco, and when you do, book your stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North.